Blog Talk Radio. Never fly off to never 
land I'll never travel in time All I can do is the best I can And go there in my mind So I close my eyes Imagine I'm there Summer night and the cool winter snow from once upon a long time ago. I smile as I look back on roads I've crossed, traveling down memory lane. But without all of those that I loved and lost. Life is not the same For all the good times I can recall To all I've loved God bless you all The happiest moments that I'll ever know Were once upon a long time ago Once upon a time Once upon a time Once upon a long time is a great song for our program because I would imagine that uh, most everyone that ever worked for Eastern Airlines uh, once upon a long time ago close their eyes and imagine they're there at least I do and almost daily and uh, but um, today we have an open mic Monday and I was telling Jim Holder our host uh, today and we've got a couple of more Jim but I was telling him it's open mic and it might be just he and I and boy is it open uh, but uh, I see a couple of others popped up here but I want to say hello first of all and un- undo your microphone Jim Holder and tell me what's going on there in the Conyers area you got it my Jim well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we got rain coming in, and uh, supposed to rain all week. It's great because it does have my house painted, and we have beautiful weather. But the main thing going on right now is getting ready for deer season. It starts a week okay. from Saturday, and we always start doing our stuff the Wednesday before. So and going down there and getting ready for deer camp, the Eastern Pilot Hunt Club, that's a big thing for us. About 20 of us, uh, former Eastern Pilots for the most part, and I think that uh, we got may have somebody else have called in, so I'll stop and let you. Uh, well, I want see to who ask they you are, the, Neil. Uh, okay, about the hunt club. How long you guys been doing that, Jim? Well, I joined in about '73, but they formed it. Uh, some old Eastern wow. captains uh, formed it, I think, in '68. 
and it uh, it was like 2,000 acres, and then when I joined, it was like 12,000, and then we lost some more land, and we're now down to around 500 acres, I'd say, and we still have about, I think uh, it's mainly sons of eastern pilots now, it seems like, but uh, and we have some other guys other than eastern pilots, but they're all pretty much or airline or, or airline oriented or aviation yeah. anyhow. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm the some... oldest guy in the hunt in the hunt club now. I'm 84 and I'm the oldest guy. All uh, right. In it. Well, keep keep it going for another 10, 15 years, Jim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and also we ought to have some more stories from the hunt camp, hunting club camp down there this year. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get you. Yeah, well, I've note, already told you quite a few, remember, in the past. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they're all good. Stories. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's see. We got uh, area code 386. 386, that's right here in my neighborhood. Who's that? Oh, uh, that's uh, me, Vito Marola. How you doing, Neil? Hey, Vito, what's happening over there on the other side of I-95? <laughs> <laughs> well, just taking care of the lawn while it's uh, cool enough to do it in the morning. I got yeah. a little letter from the homeowners association. It says you got too many weeds, sir. Uh-oh. So I tried to take Uh-oh. care of that, and that wound up killing a lot of my grass. And I went down to Home Depot early this morning and bought some sod, and and I just got done. And oh, I'm real happy okay. to sit here with the coconut water. Well, you know, you ought to move over here on my side of I-95. We're we're neighbors almost. Uh, Vito and myself, he lives on one side of 95 over here at World Golf Village area, and I live on the other side. And, and in our neighborhood, we have yard maintenance. I mean, the whole subdivision. We we pay that uh, in our HOA fees, and they they uh, spray the pests, and they trim our hedges, and, and do our yards. I just had the guy uh, go by my window a while ago, and he's on his riding mower and keeping the yards looking good here in our neighborhood. <laughs> So, but uh, it's, it's mighty nice to get out of that yard work. Oh, I hate that. So, yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, let's see. I got uh, another caller. I think it might be Al Jenkins. Hello, Al. What's happening with you? And whoops, let me turn your your microphone on. And uh, okay, there you are. Is that you, Al? Not Al. Area code seven seven zero. That might be uh, Carrie Sue. That might be oh, me, hey. Carrie Sue. Carrie, you've got a lot of catching up to do. So, okay, tell me everything's been going on for the last couple of years. <laughs> I haven't heard from you. Oh, it can't be that long. It can't be. Nothing yeah. much. It's the same old thing. And I love yard work. You do? I well, do. Oh, she does, yeah. Were you out there uh, working on that old uh, hedge or tree that Jim has been talking about being a uh, a problem, and you finally got it out or whatever? We have worked on every yard, every inch of this yard. I don't know how many times, and it just keeps coming back. Yeah. Okay. I think he's talking about the one down there in the corner, Carrie, where we. Oh, that yeah. one. Jeff came yeah. The more down there we by work the on it, the uglier it gets. I don't know what it is. Put, put a small fire, stick a dynamite in there, and that'll take care of it. <laughs> oh, what's up with that corner? I'm looking at that. Well, she's oh, talking about the corner, not the tree. The tree's gone. 
we finally yeah. got it gone, but it's it's all dirty and reeds and everything down there where it was. Yeah. Well, we got a, a request here from uh, Jody uh, Gross. I believe it's G-R-O-S-S. I believe that's the way you pronounce it, Gross, Jody Gross, flight attendant with Eastern. And she emailed me and said, Mr. Holland, he said, she said, you interviewed Peggy Goodrich recently, and she's the oldest living Eastern Airline flight attendant, stewardess rather, in the world. She's been moved temporarily to nursing care. And she's really needing some love from her Eastern Airlines family. And would you mind spreading her current address and have your people send her cards and letters of encouragement? Her name again is Peggy Goodrich. I guess like the tire, G-O-O-D-R-I-C-H, Peggy Goodrich. And uh, the name of the nursing home she's in and this is in Georgia, it's Bonterra, B-O-N-T-E-R-R-A, Bonterra Nursing Care. And that's located at 2801, 2801 Felton, F-E-L-T-O-N, Drive. That's 281, 2801, excuse me, Felton Drive, room 144-2. Probably don't even have to know the room. They'd probably get it right to her. But it's in East Point, Georgia. It's in East Point, real close to the airport. So she hadn't, hasn't gotten too far away from the Atlanta airport. And uh, the zip code there is 30344. And she is now 98 and a half years old. 98 and a half years old. And... Um, She's the oldest living Eastern stewardess in the world. So uh, she, when we had her on, uh, oh, I guess earlier this year, I think it was. Yeah, I remember mem- that. Yeah, what a memory she had, Jim. I mean, mm-hmm. we were yeah. calling off pilots and flight attendants, and, man, she would say, oh, yeah, I remember this, I remember that. And uh, mm-hmm. what, a, what a mind. Well, uh, if you have time, just drop a card to Peggy Goodrich at Bonterra Nursing Care, 2801 Felton Drive, East Point, Georgia. And that's 30344. And uh, we wish her well. Uh, if I had her phone number, I'd give her a call. And, and uh, but I don't have her phone number because she's moved from where she was when we interviewed her, and um, and that's the way I got her on the phone. I called her. So um, let's see. You know, Jim, I meant to ask you that I used to get a lot of obituary uh, notices from you, and thank goodness I haven't received many here lately. Oh well, that, that they still something's wrong then because they're still I'm still sending them out. Let me look real well, quick here at something. I know oh. a couple of uh, one one came in, but boy, there for a while we were just having them all the time. And, I know uh, it. I, uh, I can I'm, check. Uh, uh, let me look at something. I can check, and 
tell you. I know, I know the Silver Falcons feed you information about uh, members, yeah. and uh, also. Yeah, well, I, well, I get it from uh, Alpha Magazine. Uh, I get it from individuals, wives, sons, and other pilots. Uh, uh, I've had two of them in September. Johnny Orr, both uh, both were Atlanta guys. Johnny Orr and Chuck Anglin. Uh, they both died on September the 3rd. Do you remember getting those two? Yeah, I think I do. Chuck, uh, uh, Chuck wasn't he from Miami? I Anglin. think he was. Uh, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, yeah and then Bill Carboy and Jim Fitzgibbon died. He was a big yeah. golfer with Eastern. Yeah, it sounds like you're still on the list if you're getting those. I guess so. I guess so. And um, uh, I had two in I, September and five uh, in August and one in July, one in June, two in June. I'm looking at the yeah. list now. I keep a yeah, list. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. So, uh, well, I guess you're still on there, but I'll double check uh, after we <laughs> hang up. <laughs> I hope I'm not on the list. <laughs> I, no, I, I mean I, you're I on, you're on the list. list. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, well, I call it the uh, uh, EAL Info. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that I created some years ago. It started out as a phone tree, trying to get Bob Holden elected as vice yeah. chairman of the council. Yeah. And after I retired and I made the code tree, my son taught me into getting a computer, and I did. And instead of having the phone tree, which we never used anyhow, I just took those email addresses, and there was about 40 of them, I guess. And the next thing I knew, I had close to 500 people telling me they wanted to be on my email list. Well, and uh, now I'm, it's down to around 260. Yeah, I'm going to tell Vito, Vito Marola, uh, Vito, this is, uh, I don't know how large a company you work for, but uh, our company had been around since 1928 when Eastern Airlines was formed. And, and over the years, uh, the, the hundreds or thousands of Eastern employees uh, we uh, used to put the names as they passed away each year, I believe it was each year, uh, in a, a bronze plaques, and it was installed in the Atlanta terminal. And uh, right. it got to be such a, a, a problem of doing that uh, that they decided that Jim and Jerry Frost and, and Bob Drawdy, another Eastern pilot, decided that, well, one of these days, even the living pilots will be on that wall eventually. All of we ran out of room on. in the wall. We couldn't add anymore. Oh, yeah. wow, I see. So, Vito, mm -hmm. it was decided that then they would do one big plaque and have it installed in the Atlanta terminal, and it would have right. all the pilots that we knew about or Jim and Jerry and, and Bob knew about and received Okay. And I think it's probably, what do you think, about 90% of the pilots are on that wall, Jim? I think it's higher than that. Uh, we sent a notice out in the 2011 uh, Repartee magazine, and we had a supplement in there, and we asked everybody, Jerry and I had made a list of everybody. We thought this list is a good list. We got all these in pilots. Well, we were far from having them all. But we said and that would be all living people. and deceased. Is that right? Yeah, all living, That's, all uh, pilots on the on the roster. Yeah, all of them. All and, uh, and we got them, and it's over. It's like sixty-five, right at sixty-five hundred. 
And we got a lot of response from uh, that uh, list, but we ended up, due to a mistake, mainly on my part, we missed about 130 guys that came with Eastern at the end and then left between the magazines that we sent out and then the seniority list that we had. And uh, one of those guys showed up at the dedication uh, and came over to me and said, Captain Holder, my name's not on that list. And I said, well, it certainly is. Uh, you know, I, you ain't flew second officer for me. He was an American captain by then. And he said, and I went and looked, and he was right. He wasn't on there. And mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't wait to get home to find out how we missed him. And that's how we realized that those two seniority lists, that a lot of guys came and left between those two seniority lists. But we think we got everybody pretty much on there now, and it's right at 6,500 people, I think. Thanks, brother. That's amazing. Yeah. Carrie, you still here? Is Carrie, I'm here. Well, I was wanted to say I'm something. Here. Yeah. We went out and installed that thing, and the wives went too, Jerry's wife, Bob's wife, and, of course, my wife, Carrie. And, the, and Kitty the, the, and Kitty. Oh, and Kitty Drowdy and Bob Drowdy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they came out. They wouldn't let us do anything except after 10 o'clock at night. And so we all went out there and got there at 10 o'clock, and we measured it, Jerry and I did, and we had it cast from some outfit up in Washington or New York State, I guess, and it was heavy, and it was too big plaques. And so we had that thing put up. But then when we found out that we had missile people, we had to have a supplement, and we put that supplement up too, and it got everybody. And it had about a hundred and about 160 names on it. But we we – we, I don't remember anybody calling up now and saying that my grandfather or whatever is not on there. I think we got everybody, uh, or at least maybe all of the relatives have died now and don't come see that that's somebody wasn't on there that should have been on there. And, Vito, if you're ever in the Atlanta terminal, it's on, what is it, the Terminal A or, or the North Terminal? North Terminal. North Terminal. By North no. Terminal. I was just about to ask that. I had that in my mind just now. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the airport Terminal A area. Okay. Okay, yeah, and it's, it, it's, it's by Gate a, 5. I mean, uh, Door 5, I think, on the north side. North it's five. between one of the walkthroughs between the ticket counters that you could walk through. It's on the one of them facing it faces east. Is it all okay. by itself, Jim? Is it all by itself, or is are there other pictures or anything like that surrounding the names? Yes, yes. Uh, we've had photographs dedicated, and we have a uh, DC-10 <laughs> photo, a 757 photo, and wow. I forgot what the other one was. They're part of it, and of course, we got the supplement. It's in a separate plaque, so really we have three plaques. And uh, and uh, then and, and it's a beautiful, it's beautiful. We have what, a lot what, of people call up and tell us that they saw their granddaddy's name up there. Yeah. Well, who was who was the person that allowed this to happen? Do you remember? Do you recall uh, how it ever got to the original way it was put up? I know Gene down Stevens, in Miami. Yeah, Gene Stevens used yeah. to be the person that took care of the deceased yeah. pilots mm-hmm. and had. It mm-hmm. uh, uh, cast all of the plaques cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they used and, to add them periodically, and uh, and then they and then they brought it up here when Miami went to went away to America, 
And uh, we put it on wall up here, but we couldn't. We had to have the wall strengthened and all that kind of stuff. But the city told us we couldn't add any more. And we wanted know. to change it anyhow. And we don't have. We just have them listed alphabetically. That way, people can find their their grandpapa or grandmama yeah. real quick. I don't know of any other airline that uh, has such a display and honor wall. Um, in their terminal, I don't know of not airline, but airport. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any. So, Vito, you got to make a visit. <laughs> See these names. Yes. I, need, I need to go to that airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard it goes over to Europe, so that's. Uh, I want to head over to my uh, my father's neighborhood there in Europe, and I think I'm going to fly out of Atlanta. That would be my best bet. Yeah. Well, you can't go to what did they say they can't go get to heaven unless you go through Atlanta, and, uh, <laughs> or hell either, okay. or hell either. Yeah, for that matter. <laughs> oh boy! But um, you know the, the the legend that our airline has—it's just amazing. It amazes me because I do keep track of Facebook. We are well represented on Facebook. And by the way, my Facebook's not working for some reason or another. It won't it won't load here right before it went on air. But uh we do have other um, folks that have put together Facebook pages. I guess that's what you call them, uh, like a mm-hmm. website on Facebook. I don't know what you call a website on face, Facebook. I guess maybe a, a page. But there are a lot of Eastern people that have created East, uh, Eastern uh, pages. And I follow American United, Pan American, Braniff National, golly, all of them, because I send them emails about uh, our post on on Facebook the fact that we're having these radio broadcasts. And I got a I got a, a message from our listener in Romania that uh, they listened to it, but it's at a different time than we're actually on the air. I think it's six hours difference over there. So, uh, but it's nice that we are listened to around the world. And um, I put in my message when I sent out that our show is the only show of its kind for airline companies, past or present, that I can research, no other one like ours, and we've been doing it for 11 years. So with that, I can't get on Facebook either. Facebook's down. It's down, yeah. If somebody's mad at Zucker, Zuckerberg, <laughs> somebody's mad at him, <laughs> I, I guess. But uh, let's let's hear a song. Now I'm gonna give you a little. Uh, heads up on this song. I used to own a restaurant in Miami Beach years ago, and people ask me, Neil, what haven't you done? And not many things are left undone that I've. Well, I didn't. Well, at any rate, I'm going to stop there and just say, I had a restaurant on Miami Beach, and when the Arthur Godfrey Causeway was built, I catered all the workers that were doing that bridge crossing Biscayne Bay. And I remember when this song came out, and you guys tell me if you can remember who the artist that did this song. It There's no words in it. I just love this song. And I had a jukebox 
in my restaurant. And I, as I can recall, it was quarters. And I put the quarter, I put quarter after quarter after quarter listening to this one song. And it came out in 1959. And I was oh. operating my restaurant then. Here it is, folks. know the title and the band that played that. 1959, Neil, I was studying for the junior English exam, and I don't (laughs) think I turned my radio on because I never heard that song before. I haven't either, ever. Okay. I've heard that song, but I don't know the name of it. It's called Joey's Song, J-O-E-Y-S, Joey's Song. And none other than Bill Haley and his Comets. Oh, cool. I know the, yeah, I know them. Recorded it. 
And I liked it because I was uh, in my restaurant. We were a short order and we had dinner at, uh, in the evening. But I, during the during the lunch time, I would flip hamburgers, and in the morning, I would flip eggs. And boy, that song just went right along with flipping hamburgers and eggs. <laughs> oh man! So that's the story of that song, Joey's song. Joey's yeah. song. Wonder who Joey yeah. was. I don't know. I didn't <laughs> research it that much, but uh, sax. Maybe but, he was a sax player at tenor sax. And, of course, who was it that was killed in an airplane crash? Uh, it wasn't. Was it Bill Haley? It wasn't Bill, huh? Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. That's right. Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah. Right, Carrie. That's a big bopper too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buddy Holly. Well, Bill Haley's famous song, of course, was what? I'm having a metal block. How about rock? Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, rock. Yeah. They're going to rock around the clock. That's it. Happy days. Rock around the clock. Are you old enough to remember those songs, Vito? Uh, You know what? I used to just sit around, I think, when I was a kid and listen to whatever my mom and dad were playing on the radio, and it just stuck (laughs) in my head. I watched a lot of Happy Days. With Ron Howard oh, yeah. when I was a kid, maybe that was in there. We watched we watched Ron Howard grow up on Andy Griffin, of course. <laughs> yeah, Andy Griffin, and he yeah. became a big director. Yeah, Cocoon. Well, at any rate, uh, the legend g- continues with Eastern Airlines, and that's pretty much what I wanted to mention to uh, or discuss tonight. Why? None of the other airlines seem to talk about the company they work for or worked for uh, over the years, especially the retirees, as much as I find that uh, Eastern Airlines people love to talk about. And then I'm finding people that are upset. It just kind of blows my mind that they are upset at the fact that the new Eastern 3.0, 3.0, version 3.0. We don't have Mark here to tell us. He said he would come on the air when there were new things happening over there on the 3.0 side. But uh, at any rate, uh, a lot of folks are upset because there are Facebook pages for the new Eastern, the 3.0. And I see some of the comments being made about, uh, you know, they – they ought not to be on Facebook pretty much because there's only one Eastern Airlines, and that was version 1.0. But uh, at any rate, there have been three attempts, and the third attempt seemed like they are really getting things done. And uh, with 35 new purchases of 777s, I saw that again on a, a Yahoo report. So apparently they're doing all right. But uh, I had a uh, email from Renee McKinnon. As most of you know, Renee is from Toronto area, and he was an Eastern employee. He, and he wrote me this email. He, and, and this is based on the fact that a friend of mine sent out 
a uh, video, and it was called I'm So Excited. And I sent that video out. I don't know if you got a copy of it, Vito, if I included you in on it. But it was uh, a cop. A cop uh? I, it wouldn't open up for me. I was having trouble opening it. Oh, well, it, it's really fun. Did you open it, Jim? I think you saw it. And you said you that's what uh, you wanted to be, is a dancer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've you remember? Forgotten. Yeah. You remember that video yeah. where we had all the celebrities, the old time celebrities, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. And oh all yeah, yeah. Carrie saw dancing. it too. She came in and watched it. I showed. Wasn't I it showed great? her parts of it. It was. Yeah. It was really good. And even and some dancing. Woo. Even people that were dancing that I didn't even know that could dance, you know. Yeah. But it was really uh, good. But anyhow, he he makes a comment in his email saying, what a great video. You really do find amazing items for the radio show. A while ago on one of the radio shows, you offered the opportunity for listeners to order a copy of The Wings of Man. I placed an order too long after I received my copy. It is a treasure that I enjoy as I go through the various chapters. It almost seems to be alive with such great memories. If we could only turn back the clocks. Eastern was a good time. It was the best time. I'm always able to make the radio. I'm not always able to make the radio show, and I'll miss this Monday's show but I'll get there as often as I can and I do have the I'm so excited video and so I'm I'm good for a little bit thanks Renee so uh, it was it was a great video I'll send it to you Vito because you'll like it you probably won't identify with any of the stars but the way that this guy had synchronized those dancers with that music, how in the world? Well, Neil, send it to me again. I'm looking on my computer, and it must have got deleted, but I'd like to look at it again. It, and Carrie, I called her in here, and she even came in and watched some things. It is just super. It's one of the best ones I've seen. And it's about a five-minute video. But it the is, yeah. synchronizing of these uh, dancers that danced back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Uh, it's just amazing how they synchronized all of these to that one song. So it was fabulous editing, fabulous editing. I wish I could be an editor like that, right, Jim? <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to do in high school, looking at those shows. They had dancers in the background. and They yeah. had two left feet when I got up to college and I had real people to go to something. I was scared to get out there and dance, you know. Terry and I yeah. talked about that a lot after we watched that the other day about, about back in the 60s, you know, uh, when a lot of that was going on. And yeah. I told her I learned that the simplest thing to do as a guy is more girls sitting around wanting to dance than there were guys. And, that, and we were all scared of each other. And you go go and ask the girl to dance, and you all got out there and you did something. And that was an amazing thing that I learned that I could I could actually dance. The women would dance with me, not because I could do dance, because I was the only one to go over and ask them. <laughs> I like that story. 
<laughs> and those were the days, Jim, that you actually held a gal, and uh, yeah, you know, there was right. some contact there. Uh, yeah, unlike yeah. the way dancing is done today. Yeah, it was yeah. it was fun. I had a, I had one of my classmates at junior college at the Hines Junior College, and I said, "Well, I can't get out there and do the bop and all that other stuff. Just go up there and get one of them gals. They'll dance for you, and you'll have a good time." And she was right, and I became the king of the dance floor there for a while. Because <laughs> I danced with girls that nobody would ask to dance. <laughs> well, oh, well, we yeah. used to... Go ahead, Vito. Can I just add something to that? You know, when I was yeah. growing up, um, my dad, he worked a couple of jobs, so he didn't get a chance to uh, play catch with me much, and I had two sisters, so... For a long time, I couldn't throw a ball straight. I couldn't catch a ball, which my life depended on me. I was just bad in this team sport. But as soon as I was able to uh, and old enough to go into these little dance clubs, and uh, uh, then I, I, dis- I discovered I had a little uh, gift or skill, and I think most of it was stamina that I could just last until uh, about 4 o'clock in the morning. In New York, uh, the clubs would close down about 4 a.m., and I said to myself, wow, at least I'm good at something. And like Jim was saying, there was plenty to to, uh, ask if they wanted to dance, and I was more than happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Vito, you probably became a backup for John Travolta. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one lady told me, she said, you know what, I felt like I was just dancing with John Travolta, and I thought that was the the best uh, compliment anybody ever gave me. It might as well have been like the Super Bowl trophy MVP. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, years ago, years ago, they used to have Dime a Dance clubs. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, Dime a Dance. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that, mm-hmm. Jim? Uh, yep. And, uh, How did that work? You'd go, you'd go in, and there would be girls, and, of course, it would be a ballroom, and they had the mm-hmm. uh, shining, uh, you know, the, the 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 ball that goes around and does mm-hmm. all the sparklings and all that uh-huh, and uh, uh-huh. and and you you paid a dime you got tickets you paid a dime mm-hmm. to dance and really? um, mm-hmm. yeah a dime a who dance, would get the dime huh? who would get the dime who would get the dime I guess the, the owner the... of the of the club mm-hmm. and he probably share a nickel of that with the girl <laughs> oh I see. <laughs> That was a long gotcha. time ago. That was way before your time. <laughs> well, I, would, I have a bag of nickels now. I'd like to get that going again. Somebody got to start that up again. There you go. You know, and Neil, the sad part about it is here that when we would go to the Reaper conventions or the Silver Falcons in my latter years and all this kind of stuff with my bad deeds and everything, and uh, I was scared to go out and ask a gal to dance, but my wife would grab me and drag me on the floor, and I would sort of jumble around with her. And she, she, she extended my dancing career by at least five years doing that because I was afraid to go out and get somebody else. But with Carrie, you know, she, she'd prop me up somewhere on the dance floor. Get that right, Carrie? It's a big workout. <laughs> Peggy would never dance with me. I've tried and tried all the years we've been married. And uh, I did manage. We went to her mother's house up in Tennessee one time from Atlanta. And and it was a little bit late. And we went to this uh, in Chattanooga. We stopped to have dinner. 
and we stopped and, and I went to this hotel and it had a restaurant at the very top and a real nice restaurant. And we had dinner there and, and uh, they had a, a dance band and they started playing smooth music. So I, mm-hmm. I uh, got her hand and, and pulled her up and, and she moved around the dance floor. <laughs> I did moved her. I think it's the only dance we ever had together. Uh, but uh, wow. at any rate, here's here's something interesting that uh, maybe you guys can comment. Uh, at Cape Canaveral, Florida, it uh, they a story from the Associated Press, and and I'm sure you guys saw it. Says that Star Trek's Captain Kirk is rocketing into space this month. Boldly going where no other sci-fi actors have gone. Jeff Bezos' space travel company, Blue Origin, announced money that William Shatner will blast off from West Texas on October 12th. At age 90, Shatner will become the oldest person in space. He will join three others, two of them paying customers, aboard a Blue Origin capsule. It will be the company's second launch with a crew. And Bezos, wow. they go into orbit, don't they? That you know, they, one of them just goes up and comes back down. This that's one goes what into this orbit. One does. Around that's it. all this one does. Mm-hmm. Be, right. now, listen, the rest oh, of it goes up and comes sensitive. right back down. It does yeah, Bezos. Bezos was on the debut flight in July, along with his brother and the youngest and oldest to fly in space. Shatner will break that upper threshold by six years. And it said, I have heard about space. He said, I have heard about space for a long time now. I'm taking the opportunity <laughs> to see it for myself. What a miracle, <laughs> Shatner said. And it's yeah. only it's only a 10-minute flight. The up yeah, and down up, space yeah. up and will down. last 10 minutes and reach yeah. the higher, uh, highest uh, about 66 miles above Earth. Wow. So. <laughs> And what did they do? Splash down in the ocean? Is that yeah, how it works? I think so. I think it. I th- yeah. No way. No, it he, comes right no, back he, down he, close to where they launched it. Parachute. Parachute it down. Yeah, it comes down the parachute almost. Uh, yeah. Where it left the other day. That's the, right. The other would have get in orbit about three days. It comes down in the ocean. Wow. Too bad they you couldn't land pay, that thing, you know. If you had the money, would you guys pay to take a trip? Uh, I would like, do it. I don't want to land in the ocean. I want to land. If I had the to only... do one of the others, I'd want the one that went around the Earth about three times. But I, I don't think I'd go. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like that plane that used to piggyback on the on top of the commercial air airliner. The shuttle. Remember that yeah. one? Oh yeah, the and shuttle. Then, yeah. And then, and then it used to land on its own, and then they scrapped that, I guess. I don't know why. Well, they might be uh, – I guess it's uh, uh, Elon Musk that's been given the contract to get man on the moon. So, really? And he, Be- yeah. he and Bezos are having a, uh, a shouting contest, I guess. Bezos says yeah. it's not fair that mm-hmm. – but at any rate, yeah, it's interesting. Now, uh, the reason I mentioned that is 
uh, I was interviewed by uh, Shatner and his group, and he's got another show that uh, are based on the same show that he did with Enid Grigg and I down in Miami, and that was the one on Flight 401, Eastern Flight 401, crashing in the Everglades. And, um, and it's still around. It's uh, season three, episode six. If you guys want to stick it in your address of your search engine, uh, season si- three, episode six, and it's weird or what? Weird or what? And it's, I go back to it every once in a while and look at it, and sometimes I get a, a call from someone, hey, I saw you on television with William Shatner. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fun on that. Season, is that season three, episode six? Six. And what was the name? Weird, of- weird or what? And that's all you have and to stick in your browser. And you'll weird see or what? Them. And can I catch that? Is, yeah. that, is that something on Netflix or is that something? It, on no, it's a Discovery. It's it's on the Discovery Channel, but you don't have to even oh. go there. You just put okay. season three, episode six, weird or what, and the video okay. will come right up for you. I will do that. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. And, um, but that's as far as I, and I never did see him. He just uh, acted as if he was inter- interviewing me. But, um, hmm. and I've been trying to get in touch with those folks for George Jen to suggest that they do a show on, you know, the Mount Iliamani the crash of the Eastern aircraft up on top of that mountain. But George, I think, is kind of getting close to having something done about that. I should say no more. Zip. I'll shut up <laughs> about that one. But at any, any rate, I'm going to play one more song here. One more, if you can stand it. And I think you'll <laughs> like, like this one. And I know you know this one. Who sang it? song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy, in every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy, 
Landlord say your rent is late He may have to litigate Don't worry <laughs> Be happy Look at me, I'm happy Don't worry Be happy I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I think you have it. Don't worry. Be happy. Ain't got no cash. Ain't got no style. Ain't got no gal to make you smile. But don't worry. Be happy. When you worry, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. So don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. I guess you get the idea of that song. <laughs> yeah. I can be happy, I guess. <laughs> you know who, who the singer was? Dixie somebody, wasn't it? Bobby Farron. F-E-R. Bobby, Bobby Farron. Uh, Mar- Marley sang it. What's his name, Bob? Robert Marley? Bob Marley. Yep. Bob Marley sang it also. But the writer of the song was Farron. I think it was Bobby Farron. Yeah. And, it's a great um, song. Yeah. Kind of kind of different. Kind of different. Well, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? And uh, Vito, you told me at one time you grew up in New York, right? Yes, that's correct. And where? In the Queens or Brooklyn? Uh, where? I grew up mostly um, in Long Island. So I'm born in okay. uh, New York City in Brooklyn. We moved over to Queens, but um, from five years old up until about 40 years old, I lived on Long Island. Where did you get such a southern, southern accent? I have a southern <laughs> accent? South <laughs> mouth. Maybe because I was from the south shore of Long Island. The south shore, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my dad is uh, southern Italian. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I ran uh, a DNA test. I did an ancestry DNA test on myself, and uh, it turns out that I'm about 25% Northern Italian. And I thought okay. that was real cool. And then I'm about 15% from Cyprus, which is a big island over there by uh, what is that? Uh, Turkey, Greece, yeah, Lebanon. Yeah. It's kind of. I think yeah. some Vikings may have uh, stopped by there because I have two sisters, and they're both <laughs> redheads. <laughs> red, is a, red is a tomato. All right. There's something well, going just, on. You just reminded me of something, uh, Jim. I don't know whether it's available to anybody, but uh, I got an uh, email from the Mayo Clinic, and because I had cancer and they saved my life, the Mayo did. Um, mm-hmm. They sent, they sent this was back 26 years ago, and they sent me a letter asking me, if I would be interested in joining a group, the Mayo, 
to do a study, a genetic study, a DNA study, uh, mm-hmm. makeup of my life and my ancestors. And I read the, the, the print there that they sent me, and I decided, well, what the heck, you know. I don't think it will yeah. hurt me to know what's going on. And so I said, yes, I joined the club. And so they sent me a little tube, a little test tube that uh, they wanted me to spit in. And you spit mm-hmm. in this thing up to a line, and and then you close it and shake it, and you, you, you mail it back to the Mayo Clinic. And then they say six weeks later they will have the the uh, DNA uh, picture of me and my ancestors what to what I can expect to have and and it was directed mainly because Peggy and I both are patients out at Mayo and but she didn't have cancer and I did and I think it was just for cancer primarily so. They can tell you whether you've got cancer cooking in your body and what other types of diseases that you may have in the rest of my life uh, that my ancestors had. And I don't know where they get that information, but uh, it's going to be interesting. And it's all for, for free. So uh, Fascinating. Yeah, it is. So in six weeks, I'll give you the report. <laughs> yeah well listen guys a lot of fun thanks a lot for showing up and helping me out and and um again we'll let merle haggard uh fly us out of here on silver wings so jim and carrie have a good time at the hunt camp okay we will we will does, uh, do you allow Carrie to hunt out there with a rifle? Carrie, do you oh, do I, that too? I couldn't, I couldn't strap it to a tree. She'd break away and run. <laughs> right, Carrie? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. She's a good cook, though. She's cooking for our supper on Friday night. Does she ever cook deer? Yeah, she's done that. a long time. I tried to cook Oh, okay. Well, I don't guess you guys actually go out and hunt for the animal anymore, do you? Or maybe you do. Well, I'm doing it for Bob. Bob, uh, what's his name? Markham's son. I get a deer, I get it for Bob Markham's son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, we're out of here until next week. Okay. Okay, bye-bye, thank you. Everybody. Take care. Have a nice Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.